Hello and welcome to the Codec Moments podcast. My name is Andy Brown. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It feels like a while in terms of actual episodes. Probably only one I've missed. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. That sounds about right. Um, and we are here on the, the cusp, the verge of a new generation of consoles. PS5 and Xbox Series X, they're just around the corner. Um, probably about a week before this comes out. Who knows, depending on how quickly yeah, we're yeah, together. You might already have but, one in your living room right now. Yeah, but in, in good faith, um, we're, we're about a week away from the, uh, from the new releases. So we wanted to come and reminisce a little bit didn't we i suppose yeah your yeah. idea matt you explain it <laughs> no it's simple enough you get to the end of a generation and everybody puts out top tens and the best games and all that stuff and and i just thought well what, what would be a bit different uh and i thought well why don't we do our most memorable from each year of release so this isn't necessarily best games of the generation it's the ones that have stuck with us for one reason or another to the last seven years. And I, I thought it'd be interesting if we all picked, well, if I gave you a year each yeah. and said, go <laughs> and pick a game and pick one game and don't try and talk about loads and you can have one each. And I've been very dictatorial over it. It's been really hard, this. Yeah. You've, been, you've been quite mean about it. I wouldn't say mean. <laughs> I gave I mean, you I a brief and wouldn't let you deviate from it. You did let us deviate a little bit. We are allowed to pick things from other years. But only as a yeah, but you're only allowed to mention the title of the yes. game. You're yeah, not allowed not to talk about them at all. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> this is the point where we realise Ali's completely missed the brief and has gone off and prepped <laughs> something entirely different. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out soon enough. Yeah, yeah. So when he when he starts talking about a game from 2007, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're not doing all the generations. <laughs> <laughs> we wonder why it took you three weeks to prep. <laughs> So, so yeah, that's that's it. We're just going to talk seven years and our most memorable games from each, and what and why they're memorable. Obviously, we will probably have to mention that as well. Yeah, I think that's that's reasonable. Okay, so right at the top of the show, uh, if you want to get in touch with your most memorable games of the previous console generation, and we're not going to lie, we're we're mainly going about well, we're we're pretty much going to talk about console generations. So sorry, PC people. We need to say now, we actually don't know what games each other has picked. Actually, we don't. Yes. We could have so there could the be thing. all PC games for all we know. It's a good chance it's not, but, you know. If, we're just, if we've picked different versions of the same game. <laughs> I, I'm quite looking forward time. to see if we have. Get in touch at Codec Moments if you want to share your choices of this generation with us. And, uh, and I guess we'll kick off. So you, I think you've got the first... We've clumped... The first two years of the generation together, really. Yeah, well, I picked launch and then realised there was only like six weeks of the launch year left in 2013. So 2013, 2014 is what I've gone for. Uh, and over this period, you've got to remember, we had the games like Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag, which made up for the snooze fest that was Assassin's Creed 3. Knack which got absolutely panned, supposed to be terrible, still never played it. Resogun which I think, Andy, you mentioned at some point, and I still can't work out why it was popular. <laughs> it, it was popular because it was the first PS Plus game on PS4, so it was free. That's why. Uh, I think Contrast was also there as well. And yeah, Contrast we was as well. Yeah. Um, Forza 5, Ali? presume that was quite good? Um, yeah, it was all right. It was actually, the, that, that was my point of getting into YouTubing and stuff. Um, because with this generation of console... The um they had the the ability to record and upload and and different things 
Um, and that was when I started my my YouTube channel properly. Yeah. It was with Forza 5. Cool. Uh, Dragon Age Inquisition came out this year. I think I bought that for about three quid at one point. Fell asleep before the end of the first mission. Uh, <laughs> Wolfenstein The New Order. Not going to cover here because we have about five podcasts on that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Far Cry 4, which was good, but it wasn't Far Cry 3. Uh, and also, and we can't forget it, Alien Isolation, because we shit our pants playing that game. Yeah, I did it. EGX. In fact, yeah. Andy, Andy hasn't even got past meeting the alien for the first time. I heard a, I heard a vent rattle and I was out. <laughs> I don't think I've got that far either, to be fair. <laughs> so we, had, we did actually have quite a lot released, but the one that I've gone for as my most memorable is Killzone Shadowfall. No, oh, you bloody would as well, wouldn't you? <laughs> and it's so memorable because Andy's bitched about it for seven years, even though there's fundamentally just, nothing just, wrong with the game. I mean, I mean, you're right. It, it really is actually memorable. I'll never forget that hunk of junk. So, now, park that. I'm not going to talk about that one. I'm going to talk about the one which I have better memories of. I just, I couldn't, could not pass up that chance. Uh, no, my memorable is Battlefield 4. And oh. there is oh, one specific reason for this. Because one night playing me, Andy, and Graham took out a helicopter with a Jeep. Oh, God, yeah. I'd forgotten that. That was amazing. And I just thought, we're never going to do that again. We're never going to top that. We launched off a ramp and whacked a helicopter with the Jeep we were in. We landed and drove off. It crashed and burned. It was amazing. I remember doing that and feeling like we were probably the best gamers in the world at that point. And then, and then I saw that video of that guy who, um, like, flew a jet, jumped out, shot down like another aircraft yeah. or something like that, and then landed back in the same jet as it was falling to earth. <laughs> I thought, yeah, maybe, maybe we're not that good. <laughs> yeah, that game, the the single player was all right. It was quite entertaining. It had a decent uh, decent campaign. Do you remember the the single player had that issue where it would bug out and not save properly? So I yes. I never finished I never finished that campaign. Because I started it about eight times. <laughs> <laughs> and by then I was just like, I, I can't be doing this yeah. driving into a river anymore. Yeah, yeah, you just got fed up with Total Eclipse of the Heart, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> and that and and for me to get bored of Total Eclipse of the Heart is very serious. <laughs> but no, the single player was good, but it was the multiplayer. We I think it wasn't a launch game for me. I didn't buy it at launch, but you and Graham did. And uh, yeah. it was almost starved of the multiplayer stuff and something to play. So I went for it and never regretted it. We put in hours. We played all sorts. We we were a little bit like Ali says about that generation introducing the ability to upload clips and put everything in. We we were putting videos up with that. It it was just such a fun multiplayer. We were never particularly good at it, but it was it was just great. And we did dominate the odd game because it the team cooperation and the objective play was how you scored and won. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's one thing that we were actually quite good at was playing an objective. Yeah. yeah. I think we won one game without a single kill between three of us. <laughs> one one of my favorite one of my favorite gaming moments of all time was playing that game. And it's on the, that radar dome, you know, the radar oh, gotcha, ditch yeah, that yeah. massive. And um I was playing that and just picking off a few people who were running across there having their own gunfight. And then a helicopter came in and I managed to take it out and it crashed next to me, literally came in and I managed to just get out of the way as it, as it kind of smashed to the ground <laughs> right next to me. And then the pilot got out and shot me. <laughs> <laughs> it 
Yeah, yeah, it was um it was stunning. It was a lot of fun. It was huge maps, loads of people, chaos. And I I kind of tried to follow it up with Battlefield V when that came out and it just wasn't as much fun. I never never felt the same, did it? Yeah. Yeah. So that was that was it, yeah. Twenty twenty thirteen, I suppose that is back end of twenty thirteen that came out and it it stuck with me. Uh, how much how much fun I had with that. Oh, good choice. What what would you have chosen from from that year, Ali? It's a tough one. Um, I kind of want to say Rise Son of Rome, just because it looks really good and it was it was a lot of fun to play. It was a big launch title, wasn't it? For yeah, uh, the actual mm. yeah, and it looked really good. But I'm going to have to go with uh, Shadow of Mordor because I put a lot of time into okay. that. And after playing Batman Origins, which is by Warner Brothers and stuff, it was just nice to play a similar style of game, but with well, similar combat, but obviously in the Lord of the Rings world. But then obviously you've got that Nemesis system and mm. stuff in it as well and it was just a like a nice breath of fresh air with how these guys could kill you and it yes you die but then obviously the guys kind of went up a rank yeah. and stuff like that so that that yeah that i really really enjoyed that cool andy what would what would you have gone for i can't believe nobody said watchdogs you know why we we didn't say but, watchdogs <laughs> but but that's not it uh no metal gear metal gear solid five ground zeros oh uh, yeah the advanced demo if we think back to, um, was it the, the podcast at the end of last year? That might have been my disappointment of the decade. <laughs> what, Ground Zeroes? No, not Ground Zeroes. Well, I, I, kind, I kind of lumped Ground Zeroes and Phantom Pain together. So no, it, it, fair, it's stuck in my head. Fair enough. I know what you but mean. I, I, I had a lot of fun playing Ground Zeroes over and over and over and over and over and over again in the way that you used to used to really rinse demos. Yeah, back yeah. In the when day. you get them free with the magazine. Um yeah, don't get me wrong, Phantom Pain. But <laughs> don't get me wrong, it's a great game. Is the Phantom Pain? It's just not the Metal Gear game we wanted. All right then. So should we move on to 2015? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So let's let's just set the set the scene a little bit. It's the year that Phil Harrison leaves Microsoft. Yes. Uh, and of course, he'll he'll later end up at Google and uh, be in charge of Stadia. Anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And playing into things, playing into things later. Uh, it's, it's the year as well that Konami delisted from the New York Stock Exchange after cancelling Silent Hills, and oh. Kojima went off, picked up his ball, and formed his own studio. Oh. So it's a big year for big open world games. I guess starting to use the the power of the new consoles, and uh, we had Dying Light, The Witcher Three, Wild Hunt, Ooh. Arkham Knight, which is a phenomenal game. Yep. Yeah. Um, Got quite Phantom a bashing, Pain, though. Arkham Knight, a little nah, bit. Yeah, a lot of people didn't Arkham like the, the the tank and stuff. It was it was all right. The, the I tank enjoyed gameplay. It. it wasn't it wasn't horrendous. Yeah. The PC port was absolute trash, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think it was. I don't think it works today. And then Metal Solid, the Phantom Pain, Mad Max, Fallout Four, Just Cause Three, lots of big, big kind of scopey games, and then some interesting kind of multiplayer. Focus games, which Battlefront and Rainbow Six Siege. Yeah. Uh, not Stige. Which, <laughs> I yeah. genuinely thought you were going to say yeah. Rainbow yeah. Six, Steve. <laughs> Rainbow Six, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, one of the operatives. <laughs> the one the one protagonist that originally shipped with the game. Uh, yeah. Lots, lots of other interesting little things, like the, um, the Hitman and Lara Croft Go games. Oh, yeah. were Goat Simulator. That's another kind of mm. open world one. Right, so that's that gives you an idea of 
what was going on in, in 2015. And I've chosen uh, none of those. It's uh, everybody's gone to the rapture. Oh. I chose. Because it is probably, in, of the entire console generation, it's, it's the game that stuck with me the most. I would say I absolutely love that game like with a with a real passion and I don't know whether it's just because it's so very English or because I grew up in the 1980s in you know rural Essex but it just strikes a real chord yeah it's it feels more real for me than a lot of games the most games I've ever played or probably will love it absolutely love it and it's a bit weird and it's very sedate, but it's just a really, really beautiful piece of story, interactive storytelling. Yeah, yeah, I um, completely agree with that. And I still, I still put the soundtrack on today to to listen to it every now and again. So, yeah, everybody's gone to the rapture. Uh, discuss. I've, I've never played it. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't add anything to it. Uh, you, you bang on. It's a great game. Absolutely great game. And I know we were looking forward to it for quite a while. And I don't think we were entirely prepared for when it came exactly how engaging it would actually be. Uh, and it's it's an unfair phrase that gets banded around when, when things get called walking simulators because it's just not true in, in what's being conveyed. But it was it was that sense of place and sense of time absolutely nailed. Yeah, it really was. All All the details were there. Nothing... Nothing felt anachronistic. It was it was just spot on, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. yeah, I loved it. Oh, it's a cracking choice. Is that one for that year? Uh, so yeah, so that was uh, that was it. I I still get shivers when I play that, even though I know what's going on. And it's just I don't know. It's one of those things you can kind of whip through actually very quickly um, if you don't follow all the story beats and the the main mm. plot points and stuff. And you just you just go from kind of main point to main point. Um, but it's when you really explore it that it takes on so much more depth, and it's pretty harrowing. Oh, some parts, In, are some horrible, of, some of the parts of the story, and some of the um, some of the things that you learn as you go through, and or or even the the pieces that you start to put together yourself. It's really dark, yeah, but lovely as well at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I re- I really recommend you play it, Ali. Ali will be like, "Where's the gun?" <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know me too well. <laughs> yeah, there's no cars there's, and guns. Yeah, it was good. On? It was yeah. good, but I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't see for the train. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So, what were what were your choices for for 2015? Go on, Matt. I went arguably something that is also very story focused, but in a slightly different way. And because I still think about it now, and and despite a platinum on it, I still think about playing it again. But until dawn. Oh. Because the oh, yeah. multiple character, multiple ending, uh, branching path narrative, and the teen horror vibe was just done so well. It was a great game, and yeah, I did I did properly enjoy that. Had has some proper scares through it, but also really compelling as well. And again, in 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 that year, you also had uh, Life is Strange mm. released as well in a in a kind of similar, but yet. Entirely different vein. Yeah, yeah. I think it was probably a very good year for nar- for pure narrative stuff. Is Until uh, Dawn but, the yeah. one with the guy that's got a safe on his face? Or is that a different one? So, uh, no, no, I don't think so. It's the uh, um, Rocky Mountains uh, Wendigo. 
Oh, okay. Cabin kind of story. So all I can remember from from whichever horror game that's from, uh, being at EGX and just some guy, because they were giving away the the safe faces and you could open it up. And I just remember some kid at EGX in a corner throwing up in one because it just... <laughs> too many video games and sweets or something. <laughs> uh, I think Until Dawn's with the PS Plus collection. Oh, okay. That's coming on the PS5. I've got a vague Oh, Until Dawn's there. one so with I think the I'm hourglass, at... isn't it, on the front? Uh, yeah, the hourglass with the skull in it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, brilliant. Brilliant. I've just Googled game safe face to see if I can work out what he's talking about, but I've not I've not had any joy yet. <laughs> oh, it was, yeah, it's like a, one of the horror guys that had a, a safe on his head. Ali, 2015? Um, for me, uh, th- th- there's lots of awesome games that came out, it, but it'd have to be Rise of the Tomb Raider. I, you know, you know, oh, that was my second choice. Yeah. Th- there's some years that I've that aren't mine, that I've picked several games, just in case one of you guys pick it, um, because some games are, are ridiculous, some years are even are ridiculous. But uh, but yeah, Rise of the Tomb Raider, the, those, the trilogy of those games have been phenomenal. And yeah. the gameplay's yeah, been have. great, and they've just increased the graphics as they've gone on. Um, and yeah, just thoroughly enjoyed enjoyed playing that. Nice, nice choice. Yep. It, it was The Keeper oh, okay. from The Evil Within. Ah. Ah. Again, a horror game that me and Andy haven't played and probably will never play. <laughs> I wouldn't touch it with me. <laughs> <laughs> I think the evil within was a bit too much for me. Oof. Yeah. No, thank you. All right, come on, let's let's crack it on then. Twenty sixteen we're on to an alley. Yeah, so my year. So this is where we had uh, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, which was a big no for me because why do you want to play a game with people in jetpacks that can hover above you and snipe you in your head? Brilliant. Project Scorpio. <laughs> was announced at E3, so was PlayStation Pro. So two years into the new generation, we're already getting upgrades and announcements and, and whatnot. Pokemon Go was pretty big. Oh, Fever yeah. had started in, in that year. And then we had the No Man's Sky debacle, if you like, <laughs> the game that didn't release as people thought it would and has gone from strength to strength, to be fair. Excellent game. Yeah, yeah, even getting next-gen updates and stuff yeah yeah looking forward to that one nintendo switch was announced released yeah psvr yeah um and it was a year that we had a lot of sequels as well so we had street fighter 5 deus ex mankind divided obviously already mentioned call of duty titanfall 2 dishonored 2 and Watch Dogs 2 wow but none of those are my game because are we even i may even even allowed to mention the game that i've i i reckon you've gone for sebastian Loeb rally evo spoil it yeah Hello, it is me, Sebastian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, bonjour, I'm back. You thought you had got rid of me, fellas, but I'm back. Uh, I'm Sebastian Loeb. <laughs> um, you could keep the similar accent, uh, but I've obviously gone for Hitman. Why Why wouldn't we go for Hitman on that year? <laughs> Picking a particular level, if you like, that was released, I, I picked Sapienza. Obviously, yeah. we, all love, oh, yeah. Yeah, we yeah. all love Hitman. We've talked about it a hell of a lot. It was just a, a, the previous one was okay, um, but then this dropped and it was amazing. It was just a shame that we had Paris for so long uh, playing that. <laughs> but yeah. once the other levels came out and they, they just added so much content and the uh, summer event where they, was it the summer event or was it the, where, you know, where they turned Sapienza into the film lot? Film yeah, well, no, you're right. Yeah, 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 it summer was the, event, yeah. the summer special, yeah. yeah. Um, and we all just absolutely love Hitman. And I think one of you would have stabbed me if I said it wasn't my pig. 
<laughs> no, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. What a what a game. Yeah. I, yeah, no, I don't know much we can add from that. Yeah. Again, listen to podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, basically, it was it was as if IOI had just sat in on any conversation that Matt and I had had in the past. <laughs> what? Ten when years, was, eight years since <laughs> yeah. Absolution was released. Yeah, whatever it was. Um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, we 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 got together, didn't we, to record a Hitman based podcast on the back of just the Hitman trailer, just the trailer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a yeah, there was a, a lot of excitement to go around, and that was a yeah, what a game, what a game. Yep, it's good. I I like the episodic drops as well i think like like you said we had paris for ages and it gave us an opportunity to really get to know it and yeah. to this day i still i love hitman too i think it's an absolutely phenomenal game but better than hitman but i know the hitman levels better yeah because of that time that i spent yeah. with them yeah 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 still I, I and i still i'm a firm believer that i know it's not financially beneficial but i for that type of game the episodic releases is just spot on because like you say, it gives you a chance to really get into that level and not thinking about getting through it all to complete it and then going back if you've got time and, and things like that. And just focusing on that one level, mm. getting used to the games, the mechanics, hearing all the random conversations and doing all your extra bits and bobs. And then it's like, right, okay, here's Sapienza. Lovely. And you're like, oh my God, this level's massive and whatnot. Yeah. A be- yeah. What a yeah. beautiful level as well, Sapienza. Yeah. Uh, what have you guys got any other pick or are you just are we just saying hitman's 2016 <laughs> <laughs> just nothing else matters uh, my my choice was like you said earlier no man's sky i um uh-huh. i chose that on the basis that uh, i feel sorry for sean and everything that he went through you know during the development yeah. of no man's sky they they had that flood Lost loads of assets, managed to recover a load of it, had a lot of um, help and support from community and other people to to rebuild, get stuff going, and he really hyped the game. And I, I feel like I feel like he had so much passion for it, and then then people kind of used that against him when it dropped, and it yeah. wasn't it wasn't everything he'd, he'd said. But crikey, is he making up for it? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. it is everything he said he now is, and um, more. <laughs> And I do genuinely feel now that he might be overcompensating very slightly. <laughs> um, because like like Ali said, they've, they've just announced, well, we're going to have um, you know next-gen upgrades and updates and everything. And you just think, Sean, mate, we get it. You did good in the end. Yeah. <laughs> I've not played it since, oh God, must be six months, maybe more, maybe a year since. Was it NX that they released yeah, or something the ne- like that? Yeah, the next update. Yeah. 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 But yeah. No, so loads of fun, that game is. Matt, what about yourself? If I'd have picked three, we're going to cover the three because I'd have said No Man's Sky or I'd have said Hitman as well. But the one I've I've gone with is The Last Guardian because oh. it, it, it is brilliant. And I did the uh, Laps Gamer Radio end of year roundup that year for favourite games of the year. And I think whilst I was discussing with the guys when we were getting towards the actual record... In my head, I was Hitman all the way. And the week before the record, I played The Last Guardian and changed my mind. It was such a lovely game. A wonderful story. Beautiful story at points. And the studio there, just they're unique in what they do and the way they tell something and and the way you get attached to the game and the characters. It's brilliant. And again, 
I think it's a PS Plus collection job, and I'm going to be playing that again. It's very much like um, Ico and Shadow of the Colossus. They're, they're very, very good at creating that bond. Mm. Oh, oh God! They with with yeah. very, very minimal, yeah, you, you know, expression and stuff. That, that's a, yeah, t- Trico in that is is an unbel- Yes, he's a weird looking creature, and it's an odd name. But he's like he is an independent. He's like character. phenomenally rendered, isn't he? Yeah, he does what he wants. He behaves like an animal, and and you do get attached. You really do. I, I loved it, loved it, and it it knocked Hitman into second place uh, in my game of the year that year. I was kind of hoping you were going to go with keep talking and nobody explodes, but I I do fine. like that, and I do have a lot of memories from that. <laughs> but, but no, it didn't. It didn't make the shortlist. Can we play that again? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We meant to do it during lockdown, didn't we? Never got around well, to it. It's not like we've not got another one on the way. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Might be over by the time this is out. <laughs> right. So 2017 then. We're on to the next, the next year yeah. in it. And what, what did we have that year? We had Dirt 4. Because we've got to mention a Dirt game somewhere. It's contractual for our podcast now. Yep. I hadn't told you guys that, but it is. Um, Call of Duty World War Two with the massive boots on the ground slogan in that um, put me off buying it. Uh, Battlefront Two, which you know, awesome sequel to Battlefront, loot box stuff. It was a cracking game. Yep. What remains of Edith Finch? Beautiful. Yeah. Sniper yeah, Elite yeah. Four. Oh, that was yeah. fun, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely high definition X-ray nut shots. Near Automata, which I have started playing. It's supposed to be really good. I just can't get into it, but. I like the scope and the the idea behind it. Just can't enjoy playing it. And Prey, which was, you know, wow, Dishonored in yeah. space. It it was great. But none of those are the ones I remember from that year. My, or one of my most favourite memories from that year was playing Star Trek Bridge Crew. Ah. <laughs> that's so funny because that's what I've got highlighted on my sheet as well. <laughs> playing that in VR... Uh, with you and Justin, and that it was, was like Muppets in space. It was. Oh, I was so <laughs> ludicrous. It was deliberately a poor captain making all the wrong decisions, but we still managed to have an awful lot of fun with it. The way the way you have to control the different stations, the way you have to coordinate and communicate, and the way it was built is just superb. And the the bit that I remember most of all is because we'd actually been successful in the mission, just as we were finishing up before we were going to turn off, me and Justin being in VR, he went to fist bump me around the captain's table, which worked brilliantly in VR, except he forgot he was in his living room and he punched his wall. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's so immersive, uh, it's so absorbing that... Every time I flick past it on the library screen on the PS4, I think I should really play more than that. We should we should put some time in and do it again. And a lot of other people keep saying it. Colin keeps asking, when are you going to play? Because he wants to join. We've got the next generation update on it that we've never had a go at. And yeah. it's like, yeah, actually, it is a great game. And then disappointingly, find out this week, it won't work on the PS5. It's... Oh, um. Ubisoft have come out and said, oh, there's a bunch of our games that won't actually work. They haven't given a reason. They just said, ah, it's not going to work. But we should yeah. do it. We should play more Bridge Crew because it was great fun. It was amazing. It was really good. And I, I don't even have a PSVR and they've, they've made it so that oh yeah, you can you can play it without the equipment if you want to. I imagine it takes a lot of the um, 
of the awe of it, but it was it was still perfectly playable using a pad. Oh, it's the, it's a, a fantastic game, and just for the multiplayer element. I mean, the the memorable games I've got from this. Obviously, first one, Battlefield Four. This one, it's multiplayer stuff. It's what I've done with my friends. Yeah, and- it, it was. Yeah, that's also. I like you say the the teamwork and the coordination when you're um you've got a mission to rescue people in the middle of an attack. So you're you're waiting for an opportunity to lower shields while somebody else energizes the transporters and yeah stuff like. It's just little little things like that that make you think. Yeah, this is this is just a really really brilliant idea, and I'm glad Ubisoft ran with it. Because yeah. there's a lot, I think there's a lot of companies that would look to this and gone, really? Yeah. Star Trek VR game. It would, it would feel a bit either niche or too contrived or just not, not appealing. And um, we we did the mission on the original Enterprise, didn't we? So we'd done the we'd done some of the normal missions on the standard ship where you've got quite a lot of uh, abilities. There's a lot more tech in the ship that you can use, and you you move in theory in that game. You're going back in time, getting one of those. And, Damn, that was hard. Because you just didn't have the view screens. You didn't have the stuff that you needed. You were just like, what am I doing? And the sense of achievement we got out of that, that's why we went for the fish bump that nearly broke his hand, yeah. <laughs> is because we did it. And we actually worked together. Yes, we dicked around an awful lot in the opening missions, but actually we got to that one and really did work well together. And uh, yeah, that's what I remember from it. I'm just a lot of fun. Yeah. And the videos are still on the YouTube channel. Amazing, yeah. I remember, I- I've picked it up. I've never played it. Because I think you guys were like, yeah, yeah, get it, get it, get it. We'll we'll play it more, and then we never did. I'm so, am I um, am I missing? Am I doing a disservice? Did Kev join us on that? Night yes, as he well? did join you on one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did, so yeah. there were four of us. Yeah, four of us. I'm, t- I'm talking three. The four of us doing it. It's yeah, oh yeah. We do need to do some more. Yeah, uh, let's let's make a game night and do that. Yeah. We have we have to. <laughs> some point that we That's keep good. saying it. We need to find yeah. some time. Maybe after the F1 season ends, we should we should try and keep a regular slot but do a different game every week yeah i yeah. think we should i think then we worked out the f1 season should end early january if we do one a week so yeah maybe maybe we do that but yes so no 2017 my most memorable game of the year was star trek bridge crew just because of the amount of fun i had in multiplayer on it over to you guys what did you go for i've got quite a list and i'm only going to pick one Good. But go, no, no, no. But, but going on, going <laughs> on what you said. I know it's against what you said. But going off what you said, Ghost Recon Wildlands. All I can rem- ever remember from that is blowing up Andy as he was driving around the corner with the um, C4 or something. I remember with that one, I was spending about six hours trying to take the Predator down and then oh, giving God, up yeah. on it. <laughs> yeah, that was hard. I remember Matt strapping a C4 onto the side of a helicopter just got as I go in and fly <laughs> off. Yeah, I remember that too. Yeah. Oh, that was good because he'd spent the entire game trying to shoot me and friendly fire wasn't on. But C4 <laughs> <Yeah>. worked. <laughs> I um, I, I've played a hell of a lot of For Honor. Really enjoyed yep. that. I played yeah, it a lot of that with did, my yeah. mates. Um, also Destiny 2. Not necessarily the best of the series, but I did a lot of the end game raiding before patches came out. Um, but the game that I enjoyed the most, unfortunately, is a single player game, but mainly because I was just laughing through it all, which is South Park Fractured But Whole. <laughs> you see, I bought that when it came out and it still sat on the shelf <gasps> in the wrapper. I've not. I've oh, not it's, it it, oh, it's so funny and it's just so much fun. I, I'm close to the platinum. I've just never gone back to do it. But it, oh, yeah, just just true South Park humour just through the game. Cool. And it's it improved on the first one as well. Um, the Stick of Truth. 
but yeah, just just loads and loads of fun. Cool, Andy. Well, you stole mine. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> you said you had a highlight. You didn't say that, it was that one. Yeah, that that genuinely it is here. It was that one. Genuinely, genuinely would have been my one because I I I never thought you'd pick that as a main. Yeah, <laughs> Matt kind of stole my secondary thunder. Um, other than that, I'd have said origins. Assassin's Creed Origins. Funnily enough, I had it was a bit of a a toss up, and the reason I didn't go for Origins was because I didn't actually really play that until 2019. (laughs) Even though it came out in 2017, I didn't touch it for two years, and then I did really enjoy it. I liked Black Flag, and after that, Unity and Syndicate. Oh yeah, didn't didn't do it, didn't do it for me. And then Origins was a a real return to form and a, a protagonist that I really cared about, and. I believed his um I believed his story arc and yeah, I I, I like the changes they made. So or oranges. Yeah. Oranges, yep. yeah. <laughs> Who's next? I think it's me. Yeah, Andy. Okay, two thousand eighteen. So um <laughs> basically what happened in two thousand eighteen is Mad Cats, the um the peripheral manufacturer, made a comeback. Oh, and yeah. then Valve bought Campo Santo. Oh. You know, the the creators of um Firewatch uh, Firewatch. Yep. And then Microsoft thought, hold my beer, and they bought everyone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> They've done that a few times. Was, yeah. But I think it was it was Playground and Ninja Theory, wasn't it, in, in 2018? Oh, yeah. yeah. And then I got to meet Charles Cecil. Yeah. Oh, God, that's 2018. AGX. Jesus. Yeah. And then at pretty much that moment, Telltale Games closed. <laughs> yes, it was that weekend. Uh, so that was, yeah, that was awkward. Mm. And also, I don't know if anyone knew this, but did you know that Penguin closed down Prima Games? The, yes. The, like, the guide company. But they're still yes. going, didn't. aren't they? I think, didn't they get... Well, re- apparently, apparently they got saved, but they're only online now. I don't yeah, know they, they stopped doing the, the printing. No, I did I did yeah. know that because it, it suddenly, that year, saw the drop in fancy collector's guides. Yeah. Yeah. And then... Thanks for giving me 2018, Matt, because the other thing that happened in that year is I did a year of shame. Yeah. <laughs> so, did loads of games I still haven't played or finished <laughs> to this day. So, again, uh, kind of lots of big open worlds, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which is a really phenomenal game, actually. Yeah. Uh, Just Cause 4, yeah. Far Cry 5, yeah. Red Dead Redemption 2, yeah. God of War. <sighs> yeah. God of War. The Crew 2, obviously a very important game of 2018. <laughs> I'm not even. I, I blanked reviewing that from my mind. I suppose Hitman Two as well came out. Yep. I, I don't want to talk about <gasps> that. what. Oh. No, contentiously, I want to talk about a game I hadn't played until today. <laughs> well, that's it. The most memorable game of 2018 was one you spent an hour on. <laughs> it is. It's it's very memorable in the same way that you know that piece of chicken nugget that got stuck in your throat and you nearly choked to death on is memorable. <laughs> Oh, God, what game is this? Metal Gear Survive. Oh, dear. <gasps> Do not tell me you bought it just so you could comment on it for 2018's entry. <laughs> it was in the sale, and because uh, I would never buy this at full price, and it was like about six quid or something like that. So I thought, I've, I've got to give it a go. Before I absolutely just pour out all my vitriol, I've got to give it a go. And it's essentially, it's not because the game's bad, which it is. <laughs> But it's just, I think it's just that it, it's the epitome of everything that's bad about Konami at this point. Right. You know, it's its the Konami that kind of 
I don't know exactly. Nobody really knows exactly what went down with Kojima, but he was there and then he wasn't. And then they delisted from the New York Stock Exchange earlier, you know, which I mentioned yeah. earlier and they started to retract and they basically became a pachinko company. Then they put this out and it's just like they've gone through a, a bingo list of what was popular three years ago when they started development. Okay, survival games, tick. Zombies, tick. They've used the Fox engine, which is this absolutely amazing piece of mm. software, and they've just given everything a dirty brown gray look. They've part of the whole game is is about this dust that's everywhere, so you can't even see anything. <laughs> and it's just like it's just awful. Everything about it feels like why have you done this? It's such a such a cash grab, and it could have been to use the Fox engine and make a new Metal Gear game without Kojima could have been a real statement from them. Mm. And they could have done something amazing, taken a bit longer, done something really revolutionary. But nah, f*** it. <laughs> Let's just <laughs> stick this out. So, I mean, basically the story is, what? Hmm. imagine if after Mother Base is destroyed, uh, the Devil's Anus from uh, Ragnarok opens up directly above and just sucks the entire oil rig, and loads of people into another dimension. Well, yeah, because that's the logical follow-on. Yeah. As uh, as Kaz and Boss, you know, Big Boss, are, are flying away in the helicopter just after they've come across the massive horrific attack. And they never thought to mention, you know, the massive space-time wormhole that opened <laughs> oh dear. directly behind their helicopter, because they are in a cutscene. It's just, it's just so badly contrived. And actually... When you look at the story elements of it, um, it's kind of. It's, am I allowed to give spoilers of a terrible game? I, I think with this, we will allow it. So, but I think basically the idea is that actually it's not really another dimension. It's like the end of time, and it's it is turns out it's not this. They've called it detay because they don't really know where they are. But it looks a lot like Earth, but it's significantly different in certain ways. <laughs> like it's full of zombies, crystal zombies, which they insist on calling wanderers but I shall now know as Crystal Zombies. <laughs> um, and yes, it's basically the end of time, and it is Earth, but at the end of time. And and essentially what it is, is it's the nanomachines have formed this massive cloud monster, and it's it's all the nanomachines that are doing this. Right. And actually, in a kind of you know Richard Feynman nightmare, it's got the elements of a really good plot idea. It's just executed really sloppily. Uh. And so much of it is done in kind of generic text cut scenes that don't that are kind of like a codec but they don't really look like a codec uh. and they, you just think I don't like how you've done it your main character that you play obviously they want it to be the everyman so anybody can put their stamp on it and you know spend money in microtransactions by the way having an additional save slot that's a oh, microtransaction yeah, didn't I forgot that it's like, yeah. a, like a tenner yeah so I won't be doing that because it would cost me more than the game cost <laughs> me to have an additional slave. I'm getting the impression you're, you're, you are not yeah. actually going to switch this game on ever again either. Oh, mate, honestly. You, your character's called The Captain. Oh. So when you die, literally the guy just goes, Captain! 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 Oh, no. Like, this is so bad. Uh, and when you name, you, you get to name your character, and literally what happens is there's a list that a character has at the beginning of the game and somebody looks down it, and it's got your name on there, right? right? And but at no point do they mention you by your name, oh, of or course not. is any any reference to your name ever made again? They just call you Captain from that point forward. So 
what is the point in you picking a name if they're just going to call you generic, you know, Captain. rank for the for the rest of the game? Yeah. Uh, like it, it's got absolutely no personality. Why not give the character some fucking identity? The the rest of the list of names has got um like really cool Metal Gear names on it. You know, like you know, praying butterfly and I don't know, angry yucca plant or whatever. Why not just give you a list of cool Metal Gear names that you could yeah. pick so that you could actually have a sense of identity to whatever character you happen to be? Because you are you are one of the one of the kind of diamond dog soldiers at the end of the day. You all had weird names when they um they grabbed you in Peace Walker. Yeah, true. So yeah. Why, why not just do that? <laughs> just I don't get it. And what's what I can find even weirder is that my default character, I pretty much did nothing with him. I didn't I didn't customize him in any way, and he looks just like a young Chris Morris from the day to day <laughs> with a beard. <laughs> right? I don't know. I've always felt that Metal Gear games are best played at your own pace, and this one, it feels like the stealth is just there because they're like, well, okay, creep around these crystal zombies. Is it they hear you, they're going to attack. And if they attack, they just rush you, and it, the mechanics feel clunky and not good mm. when that happens metal gear is about taking your time and setting up traps and luring people and and this just feels a bit contrived and and also if they do rush you then just put up a bit of fence or stand on something <laughs> slightly taller than them and poke them with a stick seriously that's that's about the level of tactics is like stand on something and poke them with a stick oh yeah well done metal gear survive you've really you've really enjoyed it then yeah it's <laughs> a oh. so very memorable <laughs> for all the wrong reasons I don't get it and it's just this is like I said it's the epitome of what Konami became and Metal Gear we didn't like the Phantom Pain because the, the back end of that game felt rushed oh it was unfinished it was it was a chapter missing and the second that Kojima left you realised what had happened was they were just like we need the money now we need the money now yeah we can't we can't delay this any longer whereas genuinely I think I think they could have held the nerve, got a better game, got a finished Phantom Pain, and then gone on to do great things with the Fox engine. But Survive is just awful. <laughs> it's just... Um, and if it had been its own game, if it had a bit of colour, a bit of character to it, it, it could have been a really interesting concept. Like I said, the, the, the plot, from what I've seen, actually looks really interesting. It's a, it's a great story beat, but just all put together so badly you know mm. if they did had that story without the contrived survival and zombie mechanics it would have been better well, yeah there you go 2018 yeah yeah <laughs> on that high point <laughs> uh so what would you have gone for <laughs> well you you have already mentioned the one i'd have gone for i don't know what ali's picked but i've got a list <laughs> i'd have gone for hitman 2 that year we we had the build up it had miami in it with the race. Yeah, after we, they, they were be... listening to us again because we predicted that, didn't we? Yeah. In, in effect. So, Seeing, I told you, IOI are just stalking yeah. us. So that, yeah, I, lo- I loved that game. I, and I, uh, as we said earlier on, I loved the, the Hitman as well, but Hitman 2, I think that level just kind of elevated it right from the off and the Sean Bean mission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and ev- everything, it just made better. And when I went through the list, I looked at everything that was men- memorable that one stood out. The EGX stuff. Seeing the hitman eating his breakfast. 
<laughs> that, was, yeah. you know, that was a highlight of that weekend. Um, yeah, but uh, but yeah, I think I think the whole piece <laughs> on that we we just spent a lot of time building ourselves up for it and being really excited for it, and the key piece not being disappointed yeah. at all with any part of it, and that's why it stood out for me that year. Yeah, I felt I felt like we needed a little bit of you know hate. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ali, what, what would you have picked? As number one what was it hitman 2 out of interest or have you just got your list maybe hitman 2 the problem is yeah. is 2018 was ridiculous so you had hitman 2 obviously metal gear survive you have to yeah. mention that horizon 4 which i've not played an awful lot and cullen yeah, would kill me yeah, if i didn't yeah, mention yeah. it detroit becoming human i really enjoyed yes. that yeah 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 spider-man mm. spider-man was a god good of chat. war yeah it was like yeah. a ridiculous year one, for yeah. first party games however yeah. I have to go back to Xbox and do Sea of Thieves. Ah, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. The initial content wasn't, I wouldn't say great. There wasn't a lot of it, and they've added to it since. But I had so much fun with my mates doing that, trying to figure out a treasure map and trying to figure out where that X is next to a tree and different things. It, it'd be awesome for the three of us to play it and just have a laugh doing it, firing each, other's, at each other out of cannons and all <laughs> sorts of stuff and different things have added to it and the the megalodons that come and attack you now and, and stuff. And I, I've just had so much fun playing that game online. Sometimes frustrating when people are taking your loot, but when you do it to someone else after they've just taken down a big treasure cove and you go and destroy the boat and you fill it up and you, you leg it and stuff with their loot and hand it in. and It's just a great pirate game. Those loads of fun. Cool. Yeah. Go then, take us into 2019, Ali. Yeah, the last one. It, it starts to get a bit depressing in 2019. There's like lots of random stuff happened. Lots of stuff nobody asked for. Uh, Apple Arcade. <laughs> Is Whatever. that still going? Yeah. A year later. Stadia. I never asked yeah. for <laughs> Um And just lots of kind of other things popped up. Um, however, it was another decent year for games. And I am struggling to pick my favourite. So we had uh, Death Stranding. Mm. I've not put enough time into that. Played it. It's weird, but I enjoy it. It's not the game I thought it would be to an extent. F1 2019, we've got to mention an F1 game. But <laughs> I, that, I think that for me is the peak of it, potentially, because that's where yeah, you really I, start to feel the grip on the wheel um, and different things like that. But, you know. I, yeah, I, I took, I, I'd agree with that. Especially we, we were doing season in it as well as, a, as teammates. It was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Terminator Resistance, a game that nobody asked for, but was actually really good. And, yeah, I really enjoyed that. And w- I went with the franchise well. It was mm. an easy platinum or, or a thousand gamer points. You didn't really have to do a yeah, lot of work yeah, for it. it. But it was just really like thematic and worked. It wasn't a cheap knockoff of the franchise, which which was fun. The one I'm going for, which I'll save to last, obviously we had Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, which I've still not oh, finished. Yeah. So yeah, I couldn't put that great. in. That was good. But the one I've gone for is Days Gone. I, I held uh, out for quite a while to pick that up on a sale. I think it was only the start of this year I actually finished it. I've not done the platinum, but I think I think it was Black Friday deal it came up on. And I really, really enjoyed that game. I know when you first picked it up, Mark, Matt, there was a few issues with the bike and I think they had to patch a few things out. Was the bike behaving a bit strange? Yeah, stuff? they might have done. I, I didn't come across any of that because I think it came out I might have just been going on holiday 
as it came out, so I got yeah. very limited time with it. And then when I got back, Rage 2 was sat there, and I yeah. ended up playing Rage 2 instead. So I, I go back to it and do like bits of story every now and again, but I do need that concerted effort to sit down and do it. Yeah. Again, just, PS Plus collection on PS5, and yeah. your saves will transfer, and the performance will improve. All the saves God, will transfer as like well. like a PS5 advert today. Oh, yeah. the, the saves transferred over, did you say? Yes. Oh, okay. I'll save to the platinum then. But the, the story's really good. If no, if people listening haven't played it, it's definitely worth picking up because the story is is really engaging with it. The characters are as well. And it is, yes, a little bit like Walking Dead because you're on a motorbike and stuff, but it was just loads of fun. I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. It didn't get major press accolades, did it? Did it? it was a bit, uh, a bit limp, a lot of people thought. But everybody who plays it says exactly the same. No, it's a really good game. Yeah, especially when you get really the hordes coming after you. It's massive as well, yeah. isn't it? It's huge. And, yeah. yeah. It's Great. a huge map. Um, I didn't realise there'd be an extra bit to it when you get so far. So there's an extra bit that you travel to and then you've got another map to, to explore. Um, and the hordes, once you unlock them, and then obviously oh. there's an achievement to, to kill them. And you're just sweating by the time, by the end of it. You've used up all your ammo, all your firebombs, everything. And you're just like, oh, how am I going to kill these last few? And you end up just stamping them to death or whatever. But yeah, just just loads of fun. Yeah. 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 What about you guys? Well, I mean, I've, I've got one obvious one. Uh, I've got one obvious one that is not mentioned. I wonder if we'd pick the same out of interest. Uh, well, you're on. You, you say it first. Control? No. Oh, right. Oh, that you've surprised me, no. Mr. Brown. No. I went control because, god Good damn, choice. did I love that. I've still uh, not finished yeah, it. That was yeah. absolutely fantastic. I've still yet to do the final bit of DLC, the Alan Wake one, but, oh, amazing. Amazing game. Brilliantly done. Money-grabbing for the, the next-gen upgrade, but, you know, yeah, doesn't detract from how good that game is. Kind of, kind of still want it on next-gen. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I know it sounds really bad, but, yeah, I could double-dip. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, Untitled Goose Game. Oh yeah! Oh, should have known. Should have known. <laughs> it was the it was the the thing I was most hyped about all the way through 2018. I remember so, how yeah. excited you were at EGX when that was there, and you played. The I got demo. I got to I got hands yeah. on with it. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah. I'm a naughty goose. <laughs> that's all I said for the rest of the day. Yeah. No, it is, it is good. I've introduced my daughter to it, yeah. and it's just hilarious. She's she gets so she had a proper first rage quit the other day. Brilliant, she's learning. <laughs> yeah. No, so there we go. Six six years. Um, there is one year left. Obviously, there's this year, twenty twenty, mm-hmm. and given that we're you know early November, I think it's fair that that we're able to pick something because uh, I don't think there's any current gen titles due really before the next gen now. Um, and this this one, in fairness for the listeners, this wasn't uh, we all are going to pick. We all did pick, but we've all picked the same game for this one. And we've been promising it for a while that we were going to talk about Ghost of Tsushima. So we picked it as our 2020 game. Um, it's brilliant. Great. See you later. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it, no, it's fun. What a phenomenal game! 
Yeah. Uh, and obviously we are not going to go into another hour of describing how great it is. But just from booting that up and doing the first opening mission on the beach with the samurai and sort of enjoying the vibe and everything else, but kind of wondering where it's going to it dropping you into that open world. Yeah. And you're just going, Jesus, this is gorgeous. Yeah. And that, that absolutely beautiful flashback tutorial yeah, yeah. section. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just a really well thought out game with a ridiculously good photo mode. I think all of us have probably spent more time in the photo mode at the start of the game than playing the game. I've, I've certainly spent more time taking pictures than yeah. I have playing it. Yeah. It's it's a I would say a relatively simple tale, isn't it? Mongols invade an island en route to take over mainland Japan. All the samurai are killed. One of them, Jin, survives, Jin Sakai. And it's his it's his path, I want to say redemption is to a degree because he feels sorry, he feels ashamed about what's happened, but actually it's more about his change in attitude and his adoption of a different way of living in a different style to get means to an end and the way, the way it moves through from there, from going from an honourable samurai to a potentially dishonourable stealth murderer, if you play like I do, uh, then yeah, <laughs> it's it's an interesting juxtaposition that it manages to create through the entire game. Very big focus on code and morality, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah the honour is massive, isn't it? And, and it does a really good job of conveying what the people were feeling, what the culture was like, for those of us who probably know very little. Um, and it's lovely as well that you don't... You, uh, certainly for me, I didn't feel like I wanted to go in stealthy into everywhere I, no. I went because that standoff oh, mechanic yeah especially as you as you upgrade your abilities was great fun yeah <laughs> yeah yeah the ability to to trigger a standoff if you if you're unseen challenge them and well, it starts with three enemies that you can take down you, you can do quite a lot more than that as you upgrade as well so yeah just that it's a quick time event really isn't it but it's so stylishly done and the the face offs the one on one battles in the arenas that like the samurai oh, really, fights really tough uh that the actually you you do one don't you you do one as one of the side missions i think it is and it's this really epic fight on a coast with a thunderstorm going on and it's yeah. absolutely phenomenal and you do that and then as you progress through the game you come across other ronin in random places and do the same type of thing and it's just uh, it's I can't do it justice for how it makes you feel and how good it looks. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really pretty game. It's stunning. And you heard the things as it were leading up to release. Oh, yeah, you can follow foxes around. They'll show you where to go and the wind guides you. And it, it just makes it sound flippant, but it's brilliant. It's such a lovely idea to let oh, that, the that environment... Guiding, that guiding wind is, is just lovely, isn't it? Yeah, because yeah, the, there's no hood, really. There's, the, I mean, there's a little bit of your... There's the health bar and your, 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 it's not adrenaline, is it? But you, fo uh, no, what do they call it? It's not determination or will it resolve. resolve. You resolve me yeah. yeah. in your health. Ninja skills. And, and yeah, but that's it. Hoodwise, there's nothing else, is there? It's just, no. just play it. Uh, I don't know about you guys. I'm playing it in full Japanese with subtitles just to try and get yeah. a level of immersion, yeah, which works really well. But I also think it, it does something. It, 
it's almost making you sort of concentrate a little bit more on what's happening because you're reading. And it, despite how good it looks and how amazing it is to play, it's really dark and it is really horrific, some of the things that are happening in the game and that the Mongols are doing. And you do start to feel responsible for the island and the villagers and everything. And you do want to help. Yeah, there's a, there's a couple of um, there's a couple of locals that you you just kind of come across and end up helping out, and as you listen to their stories of what's happened to them and their family, you, you kind of really think, oh, god, this is awful. Yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah, uh, but it's ah, uh, it, no, it's just, it absolutely superbly thought out. They've added the multiplayer mode with the co-op quests, which again we've said it for a few things, but we really do need to have a go at that. Maybe that's one for the slate in January. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We need to we need to make a a list of all these things and then do like a random spin a random wheel and pick a game every yeah. week. Yeah, yeah, we do. Might be something we could do between Christmas and New Year, maybe. Yeah, good idea. Yeah, it's not like we'll be doing anything else. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> so, so yeah, Ghost of Tsushima was our joint pick for yeah. 2020. I think for a memorable game, just because of how amazing it actually is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm probably guessing this right that you've played it a lot more than myself and Andy and I keep wanting to pick it up and dive in and then I just think well I'm getting the PS5 in a few weeks so I might just wait and just play it on that well it's not exactly uh slow on loading is it and your fast travels it's pretty oh god yeah yeah, yeah. already and I just think it's almost going to be instant on a PS5 I don't know if it's getting like a graphics upgrade but I hope it does because I mean, you'll just cry looking at it. It should be photorealistic. No, it is is absolutely stunning and a great game with tons to do and and tons to visit and revisit and do again. Yeah. Excellent. What a way to to end the generation, I suppose. Or one of the ways of ending it. We're not quite there yet. Let's have a quick quiz. A quick quiz? A quick quiz. Oh, yeah. Ali's, Ali's quiz will be the way to end the generation. Well, yes. the generation. The podcast. Yeah, you're not allowed to play any more games after this. Yeah, unless you get all the questions right. <laughs> what is the quiz? So it's t- just 10 questions about current gen, about the what different things that have happened, some stuff we may have mentioned, some stuff we may have not, some of it more just on figures and stuff that have happened. So you love, you love stats. You love stats. So who wants to go first? Yeah, yeah. Everyone loves stats. Andy hates being asked questions in a quiz, though, so prepare for petulance. Yeah. I'm going to follow my daughter's example and rage quit. <laughs> <laughs> you can go first, then, Andy. Go on, then. Uh, so what is the best-selling current-gen game? Ooh. Now, is this, uh, is this multi-platform? Yes, multi-platform. Or? Okay, best-selling current single-gen game? Yep. It's got to be either GTA Five. Or Red Dead Redemption 2, I reckon. And I'm going to go with GTA 5 just because it's been around. So I, I, I've excluded GTA 5 purely okay. because it's gone across. It would be now three generations. Yeah, okay. Um, I'm going to go Red Dead Redemption 2 then because I think that did pretty well. No. Uh, apparently. Can I, no? Can, I have a, can I have a guess? Yeah, go on then. But I don't know. I'm, I'm a little bit tongue because I don't know if technically it was last gen as well on the consoles, I would have gone at Minecraft. No. 
Um, it's a good shout. It is a good shout. Yeah. So, so it's this is Sounds pure. Right. Yeah. All of these, uh, well, especially this question is purely this generation. So it had to yeah. have started in this generation. Uh, PUBG, player oh. battlegrounds unknown, seventy million. That has shifted since wow. launching. That's quite impressive. There you go. Yeah. Uh, obviously, these stats are down to my googling, but yes. <laughs> Um, <laughs> That's what I thought you were going to say, down to the numbers I've written on my screen. Yes, no, no, no. Um, yeah. So, Matt, yeah. uh, what is the best-selling PS4 exclusive? <laughs> this generation? Yes. Only? Well, yeah, PS4 exclusive. I, I want to say... I want to say Spider-Man. Is that your final answer? I have three in mind, but I'm going to go Spider-Man. You're correct. I don't have the figures, yeah. but yeah, Spider-Man. Spider-Man's the best-selling. It's that God of War or potentially Last of Us Part 2. Yeah. You could have gone but, uh, Gran Turismo Sport. No, not Sport. Uh, five, six. Yeah, 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 no, Sport. Horizon, Horizon Zero Dawn. Horizon Zero yeah. Dawn. Yeah. No, but they're, they're all there. Spider-Man. They're all there, but Spider-Man. I'll go with Spider-Man because it was the right answer. Yeah, because of, of Marvel and stuff. <laughs> so I'm still yeah. going to yeah. stick I'll with Spider-Man. With right uh, Andy, on the flip side, what is the best-selling yep. Xbox One exclusive? Oh, Jesus. Um, the best-selling Xbox One exclusive. Halo something. Halo something. Um, Master Chief Collection? No, Halo 5. Halo oh, 5. Oh, right, right series, though. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I thought you were just going to say Halo. Halo. Yeah, because... No, do you know why, though? Right, because Halo 5 was massive in the US, yeah. wasn't it? And it didn't do particularly well in the UK, from what I remember. Yeah, it was like all it was like all right, but it didn't it didn't do amazingly sales yep. wise. But yeah, so, okay, yeah. Just so the listeners are aware, I've alternated some of the questions, and it just happens that how we've picked them, Matt is getting the PS4 questions. There's not a lot I can do about it. <laughs> yeah, good. I don't so, know anything about the other console. <laughs> how many units has the PS4 sold to the oh. nearest million? <laughs> Uh, there's yes. one. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh. Is is it like 104 million or something like that? Didn't it pass the 100 million mark earlier this yes, year? Yes, it's passed the 100 million. Oh, I'll go, I'll add a little bit extra. I'll go 110. Oh, Matt, at 112.1 million. Ooh. Um, it's still not outsold the PS2, which did 155 no. million. It won't ever. I don't I'm not convinced anywhere it's going to outdo the PS2. That's because PS2s kept breaking down. <laughs> yeah, I got you had to three buy a new one. Yeah. Is that why they, I, got, I went three through three PS2s? So yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Matt, uh, and even, sorry, uh, how many units has the Xbox One sold? How many units has the Xbox yeah. One sold? It is lower than the PS4. Globally. Yeah, I was going to go about 70, uh, was 100 million, wasn't it, for the 112 million? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go for 75 million. No. You're closer to the 360s. The 360 had 84, and as it stands at the minute, the Xbox One is only 50. I was going to say it's oh, yeah, really? I was gonna say about 56, but yeah, it's, it is a lot lower. Yeah, um, and, and a little note here. Interestingly, wow. the Switch, which arrived four years into the generation, has already it's sold already 61.4 million, yeah. which could quickly yeah. move up the ranks given that they've been sold out throughout lockdown and, and stuff like that. Yeah. It's an interesting one. Again, it's a little bit back to our Bethesda conversation and or rather Zenimax conversation about surprisingly Xbox do have a relatively small market share on consoles. Yeah. I think it's it's like a third. Uh so you lock games off, you're locking them out of profit on two thirds. Do you do that? So just it's up to them. 
Just out of interest, if um if the three sixty had like eighty was eighty four million, yes. How many units of PS three did they sell? Because that wouldn't have been as much. As no, that. it was higher. Uh, was that hundred and was, it? was that ninety odd, ninety odd, hundred and something? It it, it overtook the three sixty eventually, even though it started a year later. I'm genuinely surprised by that. Uh, PlayStation three eighty seven point four million. Eighty seven. Oh, so only just, yeah. but for a year yeah. less. So, uh, all right, PlayStation fanboy, calm down. <laughs> what about it's sales figures? <laughs> all right, it's okay. PlayStation well, yeah, One, yeah, it's fine. So. Don't give me a twist. <laughs> We're all getting one. Relax, um, Matt. They have uh, one, haven't they? If they've converted you, <laughs> well, you know, uh, Matt. Uh, which game currently has the biggest install size? Oh, <laughs> uh, uh. I would want to say Call of Duty Modern Warfare at over 200 gig. Um, so you're right with that's the, it was just the game, and you're very close. So it currently sits at roughly 175 gig. It started off at 107, and then you've got Spec Ops and Warzone. Um, and if you add those bits in, it, it gets to that incredible size. I actually made a conscious effort after the last update to complete the story gate storyline so I could uninstall it because I was getting annoyed with 30 gig updates. <laughs> I really enjoy yeah. playing it online and different things and, and the game, but yeah, that's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it was a crazy size. Yeah, It was. Andy, that's... similar question to you. Yeah. Which game has the big biggest first party game downloadable size? Which game for the first parties is bigger? Uncharted 4 or Gears 4? Ooh. Oh, okay. Uh, that's an interesting one. Um, I'm going to go with Uncharted 4. No. So Gears no. 4 is 120 gigabytes, and yep. Uncharted 4 is 55. And apparently, according to what I managed to Google, that is the, which I was quite surprised at, that is the biggest install first party game. What? Uncharted? Oh, there you go. You Uncharted 4. In, no. in the PS4 realm. Uh, Last of Us Part 2 is two discs. It's nearly 100 gig. Oh, is it? Yeah. Well, it still didn't win, but according to... I mean, versus the, I in the two out. that you picked, you're <laughs> yeah. absolutely right. Yeah. But from a first party, no, uh, Last of Us Part 2 is bigger. All right. Well, uh, according to the, the things I had, it was on the list, but it wasn't nowhere near there, so yeah. I don't know who put when that When that game in. corrupted and I had to reinstall the entire thing, oh, I remember yeah, I remember it. that, yeah. <laughs> I'm, genuinely, I'm genuinely surprised by that. How... Um... How much disk space can muddy brown assets take yeah, up? Yeah, but they've got all those 4K HDR <laughs> textures and stuff, haven't yeah. they? Uh, well, the game comes on two discs. It, it might not be a, quite 100 gig, but it's yeah. you know, it, it's hefty. Interesting. Um, and I know Hitman, Hitman got to 100 or over 100, didn't it? I think Hitman 2 did. Yeah. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 was over 100 for the install. So it, yeah, there are some. It does make me worry about disk space on the next gen. It does, yes, especially when the yeah, uh, really. Series S has only got was it three hundred and something gig I saw today. Three hundred and sixty-two, yeah, usable. So that's Call of Duty. Yeah. It's a yeah, Call of Duty. It is yeah. pretty much, and a couple yeah. of other games. But speaking of Hitman Two, Matt, hey, hey. <laughs> how is this fair? Why do I get questions about Gears of War? <laughs> how many units did yeah. such and such sell? I mean, that's a. <laughs> There's the petulance. Uh, in 2018, we saw Hitman 2 reach our consoles. And to be fair, we talked about it a lot. The listeners are sick of us talking about it. 
But what was so special about the executive briefcase Mark II? Oh, it was the... Uh... It was, Andy's really annoyed at this. Uh, yeah, it was the homing briefcase. It, it they was. decided to keep the glitch in and make uh, make a thing out of it. Yes, and apparently it went. Apparently, it's meant to be a feature of the homing briefcase, but it went a lot slower. So then they they kept it in, um, and it became a was it a downloadable extra? I think it was, or it might be an unlock for yeah, unlock for completing a certain scenario. Yeah. You've got to do the. Um, the challenge where you've got to knock people out in the with a briefcase and drown yeah. them. You, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think on the harbour front. Yeah, that one. Nice. Andy, back to Hitman 2. What was... Oh, I th- I'll be honest, I think we're going to ask you a question on Sea no, of Thieves. Yeah. Especially um, subject for you, Hitman <laughs> yeah. 2. How many planks are there on the average Sea of Thieves what was, what was the last level to be released for Hitman 2? What's the name of it? Oh, uh, it was the it was the island, wasn't it? That pretty island whose name I can't remember. <laughs> also, you thought it was going to be easy then. <laughs> yeah, no, it's that nice yeah, island one. Yeah, I'm just going to no. go with that. The nice island Matt. one. I'm trying to think, was it? I'm tr- I was trying to think if it was the sniper mission. Uh, just of four levels, not sniper missions there. Ah, uh, all right then. But I think this came after it, I think. But anyway, uh, the last resort. Anyway, it doesn't matter. You got it right. Yeah, the last resort. <laughs> not my question. I'm not bothered. That was the last one. <laughs> Uh, last question, Matthew. Mm-hmm. PSVR launched in this generation has arguably been a success. How many units has it sold? 24 million. Close, 30. 30 million. That's it. Just a nice, simple, quick quiz. 10 questions with Matt as the winner getting three right. Oh, I'll take that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Told you it gets tetchy when it comes to him answering. <laughs> He makes his own questions up that are ridiculous, you know, like the Sea of Thieves one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing the next quiz. We've not had a quiz for a while. No, I, I appreciate you doing it. I was nicely surprised when you said you were going to do a quiz. Uh, to be fair, it's been a while since the three of us have been on, I think. It was only the previous podcast. <laughs> yeah, like two podcasts back. The, yeah, one, but the one before like, the last one. Yeah, because one. Yeah. in terms of time between them as well. Oh yeah, it's, it's been that was like June, wasn't it? When we talk recording, in terms of yeah, in terms yes, of time, yeah. yeah, but but in in terms of like the playlist, no, yeah, it was like it was two just episodes the last ago. One before, yeah, and if anybody's yeah. binging these, it was like an hour and a half back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like what, what's he talking yeah. about? But there you go, episodic content releases. <laughs> oh, cheers, Ali. Thanks for that. This is Sorry. this is the Sapienza too. <laughs> I th- I think that sums up most memorable games of this generation, though. Yeah. Uh, and it turns out that we're still talking lots about Hitman 2. So, you know, go figure. Yeah, well, we've not even started on Hitman 3 yet. Oh, we haven't played it yet. That's I the... know, but we've not even talked about any of it that's been released, to be fair. <laughs> Taking us six months to talk about Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> 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 we can't get to a game that hasn't come out yet. True. Yeah, I was going to say, when's, when's Hitman 3 out? January. January again. January. So we'll slate that in for September. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Right, thanks very much for listening. You can comment over on at Credit Moments on Twitter. You can join our Discord and get involved with the community. You can contact Ali at Cornwolf on Twitter and you can contact Andy at Clinical Andy on Twitter. And there is a Facebook page apparently, but I don't think any of us bother with that anymore. I look at it. But there you go. Andy's also on the Facebook page. I think Square Freak likes the occasional thing on it. Good, we've got one follower. Maybe. (laughs) 
Don't quote me on that. You can check out the website for reviews and typically one night of a week, or at least we're attempting to at the moment, there is a bit of racing streaming. Uh, I mentioned earlier on the F1 season, which is on Sunday nights uh, for about an hour where we do really badly. That's, yep. that's it. That's it. Come and watch. Come and join in. Stay tuned for the next podcast, which, well, will probably be, what a surprise, next-gen based. <laughs> yeah. Probably PS5 unboxing. Well, that'll make a good audio <laughs> podcast. That's the idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hang on. Just hang lots on. of rustling. I could yeah. pretend to do it now if I grab the box from behind me. <laughs> As you say, yeah, hold on. I'll just I'll just get my PS5 box. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Smaller than I imagined. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks very much, and we'll be speaking to you soon. Bye. Bye. In a bizzle. Just call me Mandy. <laughs> <laughs>